everyone this is the trip wire part of the fantasy uh <laughs> i'm losing it part of the triple play fantasy family how's it going i am zach your host at ff chalupa batman and this is alex at alex mateo 94 how's it going today alex hey not too bad lucky we we're even able to get the two of us here after that long weekend <laughs> yeah you, you and uh joe are going hard this weekend um, <laughs> <laughs> i kept it responsible uh so um uh, we're doing a little bit a little bit of a special episode tonight so we've been going through our dynasty by ourselves by division and we will continue to do that we still have three divisions to go to finish that up we'll get on that next week um and we also have a special uh guest next week that we will tease uh next week so you have to tune in but today we're talking scott fishbowl 12 so for those of you who are listening who have no idea what we're talking about, we appreciate you watching and listening um, because you have no idea what we're talking about. So we're going to tell you, it is the biggest charity fantasy football tournament out there. Um, this year, if Scott maxes it out, we're looking at 3,000 people playing, over 250 divisions. Um, so some of you are probably thinking, how is that even possible? It's all still 12-team divisions, so it feels like a normal league um, until you get to the playoffs, which start week 12. And then it's based on your um, average scoring for the entire season per week. And then you just start cutting off the bottom 10%, bottom 10%, I think it's like bottom 30% um, until we're down to the last handful of teams competing for the championship in the last week. Um, so it's a lot of fun. So Alex, how many times have you done the Scott Fishbowl? This is my second year in the Fishbowl. Last year was my first year. And I made it into the second round of the playoffs. And then MFL froze on me as the one o'clock games were starting. So I ended up putting up like 30 points and ended up being part of that crop that got cut out. But I think I would have had a good chance of making it, making a pretty deep run last year if my lineup set. Fair enough. And we will talk about MFL, some tips and tricks at the end of, of this episode as well to help you with that for those of you who have never played on uh, my fantasy league uh, or yeah, my fantasy league yep. uh, MFL before. So Scott Fishbowl, a lot of fun. One, there's still a few spots left. We're recording this on Tuesday night, uh, July 5th. This will be coming out Thursday morning, uh, July 7th. So by the time this comes out, there probably still will be a few spots trickling out because we start drafting the slow drafts on Monday, July 11th. So if you have not signed up yet, you cannot get in the Scott Fishbowl. So go to scottfishbowl.com and sign up. That is step number one. Most likely, if you haven't signed up yet, you're probably not going to get in this year, but that's okay. Follow along, see what everyone's talking about, be part of the community, be a positive part of it, and there's a good chance you'll get in next year. Um, so this will be my third year um, in the main event. I did the satellite league in Scott Fishbowl 9. So if you still want to be a part of Scott Fishbowl, you don't get into the main event, um, you can still sign up in scottfishbowl.com, and I believe there will be a satellite league again this year, and mm -hmm. it's the exact same format, except for it's best ball, so you don't set a lineup. Um, so it's still a lot of fun doing the draft. That's what everyone is most excited about. All right, so let's go through some scoring, because that's what makes Scott Fishbowl so unique, is Scott changes his scoring every year. Uh, this year is tweaked a little bit from last year, um, and his goal is to just kind of make it fun, make it balanced, um, and keep people on their toes. So I'm going to go through kind of the generic. So it's 12 team league. Basically it is half point PPR, 
half point tight end premium, half point for first down. And then now we're going to go into some nuances of it. So interceptions for a quarterback are minus four. And then there is a bonus for your completion percentage. So basically, if you have your quarterback at a 66.6% completion percentage or higher, you're going to get positive points from that. And if they are below that completion percentage, they're going to get some negative points from that. So you want an accurate quarterback. Uh, Let's see. Rushing is standard and receiving is standard with half point PPR plus, like I said, the half point uh, per first down at all positions and then tight end premium. So half point um, extra for a first down and half point extra for a reception. There's also kicking in this. So it's one point for a made field goal plus the yardage is decimal scoring. So a 37-yard field goal is 3.7 points uh, for yardage, plus another point for making the kick. And then extra points are one. There are no negatives for missing kicks. And then just a caveat, uh, we'll get into the positions uh, in a second of what your requirements are. Any questions so far, Alex, on that scoring? No, no questions so far. It is a little different than last year. Last year, I remember the penalties for missing the field goals and i do like the bonus for the 66 percent completion shows you have to be more than just a good fantasy quarterback to be valuable as a quarterback in this yeah we had that bonus last year as well um but then there was also a negatives for sacks and an additional negative two on pick sixes mm-hmm. so there was some some quarterbacks putting up some rough weeks uh last Carson year Lund. yeah <laughs> um so for your position wise it is a super flex league, um, so you have to start at least one quarterback. You can start a second one in your super flex spot. You have to start at least two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, and then it's floor f- four flex spots. So you have 11 starters uh, plus the super flex and then 11 bench. The caveat is if uh, we are doing some live drafts this year and they're going to be held on sleeper instead of MFL, sleeper does not have a flex position that can include a kicker so you'll have three flex spots plus a kicker required um, as well so that'll change up the kicker drafting strategy a little bit there's no trading there's waivers uh, with blind bidding hundred dollar budget and there's also a weekly game against the median this year which just means if you score in the top six in your division you get an extra win if you even win your matchup, but you score below the top six, you get a loss as well. You finish one and one. So to make the playoffs this year, um, you need to have at least 13 wins out of a possible 22. Or um, And then after that, it goes based on scoring. All right. So my best strategy for Scott Fishbowl that I can share with you is to be flexible with your strategy. As Bruce Lee said it best, be water. So the scoring makes... Uh, positions pretty balanced so there will be so many different strategies being used in your draft so i don't want you going to your draft with the mentality of like i have to take this position at this spot um, because you don't know how your draft is going to go um, so how do you feel about that alex i think that's that's pretty fair there's no oh i'm gonna go three qbs to start and this is gonna guarantee me a win or oh, i'm gonna take two tight ends early because of their bonuses or load up on running backs or receivers. Like you said, Scott does make the scoring much more balanced than any traditional leagues. So it does create that, essentially the way you said it, like just making everything worth a very similar value. Yep. So you had mentioned something about uh, running back usage. So can you share that that piece of advice? 
Yeah, so early on in the season, whatever running back is generally used the most, especially if they're like a free agent waiver type of guy, they're the ones that you want to spend your fab blind bidding dollars on. You can go back a few years ago when it was Philip Lindsay, two years ago when it was James Robinson, and this past year when it was Elijah Mitchell, who ended up being a, t- a player that rode you to the playoffs because you spent your fab on him week one. So it's, it is okay to blow that fab early, especially if it's on running backs who see a lot of opportunity and not the backup who breaks out one run for 50 yards and a touchdown. I'm talking you need to see at least like 15 carries, a few targets, just to show that you're going to be a focal point in the offense throughout the year. No, that's great advice. And it is uh, important to point out, this is 12 teams, 22 draft picks. So your waiver wire is going to be pretty shallow. Um, so like Alex said, if you see some of those guys that really seem to be like they could have opportunity, it's better just to strike while they aren't hot. If you miss, you miss. Um, but you won't really get a ton of players that are really going to make season-long impacts off your waiver wire unless there's some kind of um, quarterback injury um, where the backup wasn't already drafted ahead of time and then everyone's gonna be clamoring for a quarterback yeah it's pretty much the only time where holding the fab could be beneficial correct um and then you also talked about who to target at the end of drafts so who are you looking at at the end of your drafts yeah so at the end of drafts i'm not worried about those fringe wide receivers they can be replaced as a flex play easily with a kicker Good kicker will put up between 10 and 11 points a game. That's what you want from your fringe wide receivers. So I'm loading up the back end of that roster with backup running backs who have a pass-catching profile as well. So a guy like J.D. McKissick, then obviously your usual ones, the Alexander Madison, Tony Pollard, Kareem Hunt. But then you can also go deeper and take some of the rookies, the rookie running backs, Isaiah Spiller, Tyler Algier, those types of guys. And then you want to go with a quarterback who, who is a backup right now, but let's say the starter isn't the best. A prime option for that is Taylor Heineke. Last year it was when Fitzpatrick was old. Unfortunately, he got hurt, which led to Heineke playing, but he can get in this year with Carson Wentz being bad. Who knows what's going on in Cleveland, so Jacoby Brissett's a must roster. And then either of the Seahawks quarterbacks, Drew Locke or Geno Smith, Seattle still has good weapons, so you can potentially get 13 to 15 a game from one of those guys. Yep, absolutely. Um, it's important to, to load up in depth on depth as you go further into your draft. And how are you feeling about the pass-catching running backs with this scoring? With this scoring, I absolutely love it. You get the .5 for a reception, for a touchdown a running back let's say you get a 12 yard catch for a first down you get 1.2 for the actual yardage another 0.5 for the catch itself and then another 0.5 for a touchdown that's sitting at 2.2 yeah so that 2.2 right there that can go on top of everything that they do on the ground. So you want those backs who can make an impact in both as a rusher and as a receiver to really go ahead and steal you some weeks. 
That's a great point. And then um, hopefully as you got, if you're in the Scott Fishbowl, as you're listening to this, you should have your division by now. Hopefully your draft slot as well. I just got mine uh, earlier this evening before we recorded. So I'm at the 106. Uh, but it's really important to get into those group chats if you're on Twitter or wherever your your uh, divisions are communicating. But um, it's fun, one, to just meet new people. That's kind of the whole point of Scott Fishbowl is to build those connections. Um, but you also want to kind of talk strategy with your draft slot group chat, not with your division group chat <laughs> because you're you're drafting against them. Um but one of the things that gets talked about a lot with Scott Fishbowl, because everyone's very excited, as they should be, is mock drafting. So it is important to get some mocks in there, especially um, if you're not used to the MFL platform or if you're not used to the sleeper platform or whatever platform you're going to be drafting from, to get comfortable with that. Um, and then it's it's good to try out different strategies, but that's exactly why you don't want to get too attached to your mocks and the teams that you end up mocking. Uh, because everyone in your mock draft is going to be trying different strategies too. So once it comes time to the actual draft, when you're getting to the the real deal, people are going to draft very differently than what they're doing in mocks because um, they're just testing out different different strategies. So they're a good way to target to figure out who you should be targeting late and when you should be targeting them. Um, but I wouldn't get too too caught up on I keep mocking this specific player at this pick every time. Like that's who I'm going after. Like. You don't know how the the actual draft is going to go. And then I did want to give a shout out to fantasymocks.com. It's a great tool to do fast mocks where you're not actually drafting with anybody else. It's just using the ADP from everyone else doing those mocks um, to help kind of feed in an automatic draft for you where you just pick your guys um, against basically a computer. Uh, But you can do it from your phone. You can do it from a computer super fast. So that's fantasymocks.com. And it has the Scott Fishbowl scoring in there to help out with that ADP. Yeah, it's a very, very good tool. Cool. And then when it comes to quarterbacks, um, some people think you can wait. Some people think you shouldn't wait. This is super flex. Um, Trust me, quarterbacks are probably going to go the fastest in the beginning. It happens every time we've had the scoring similar to this. Um, So I recommend in your first two picks, you get at least one quarterback. And then in your first four picks, at least two. You can do more. Obviously, you can do less, um, but if you don't have one of those top quarterbacks, you're already going to be behind because scoring is huge in this league. And like I said, quarterbacks are going to dry up real quick. I guarantee you most people are going to be carrying four to five quarterbacks on their roster um, because it is super flex. There are bye weeks. You're going to need at least three to cover unless you don't want to start a quarterback one of those weeks. And you hope that none of your quarterbacks get injured. So very valuable as a position just because of the scarcity of how many you have to start and play. No, I completely agree. And with once again, the 0.5 bonus per rushing first down that should also boost up some of the mobile quarterbacks. Obviously Josh Allen can't get any higher than the one one but guys like Lamar Jackson, Jalen hurts, Kyler Murray, those guys all should get a relative boost to where you would normally draft them just because of that extra bonus. Last year, Jalen Hurts led the league in first downs. He had 96 total first downs. That is going to be about 45 points, for a little more than 45. That can determine whether or not you get in the playoffs or not. 
Yeah, if I remember correctly, Lamar Jackson last year, he had a pretty rough year. I, I drafted him at my 106 last year. Um, but one of his weeks, he had 60 points um, because he threw, I think, four touchdowns, but then also just went crazy on the ground. And that was without the first down bonuses. Um, so you, those rushing quarterbacks can really make up for their deficiencies if they have a bad passing game. Whereas your passing quarterbacks, if they have a bad game, they have a bad game and, and you're oh, yeah. done in Scott Fishbowl scoring. Um, I also wanted to point out, that even though this is a redraft league, you really do need to treat it as a best ball league because it is basically a giant tournament. And yes, you want to win your matchups. And yes, you want to come out of your division to make the playoffs, but you don't need to win to make the playoffs. You just need to score a ton of points. So that's where you want to really focus on some upside players, especially as you get later on in the draft, um, because just playing it safe is maybe going to get you into the first round of the playoffs. But you won't go far. Now, the goal of Scott Fishbowl is just to have fun, raise money for charity. That's the whole point of it. Um, but if you're, again, we all want to try to win as well. So you really need to kind of push the envelope on, I guess, finding those stacks like you would in best ball, finding that upside. Um, because if you don't score enough points, it doesn't matter whether you make the playoffs or not. You're not going to get far because your points accumulate every week. So they're taking your weekly average. And if you don't have a high weekly average, you're already behind the eight ball to try to advance yeah. to the next round. No, you definitely want to, especially with the median scoring, like you said, every single pick needs to be a calculated risk. You more likely than not just want to keep swinging for the fences because it's going to pay off. And if it, if your guys go down, it doesn't matter who you draft. If they get hurt, they get hurt. That happens in fantasy football, no matter what strategy you go. But if you're not swinging for the moon, like you said, you're you might make it to the playoffs, but even then, you're not going to make make any real noise. And yes, it is about charity, which is obviously the most important. Make your donations to Fantasy Cares, make a real impact this offseason, but you also want to win. Yep. And like you said, we're also just to point out, we're drafting next week, so and I'm drafting this weekend, so we're talking early July. Training camps aren't going out for another couple of weeks. There's always training camp injuries as much as we hate them. There's always preseason injuries as much as we hate them. Last year, there's plenty of people that drafted Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins on the same team, and they lost both of them in the preseason before we even got to start any games. So you want to make sure that you're thinking about uh, kind of planning for that risk. Um, like you said, where there could be injuries. We don't, we don't want any injuries. We can't predict any injuries, but – you really think about those backup guys that are one injury away from being a bonafide starter um, mm-hmm. or even maybe two injuries away from being a starter um, or seeing that significant workload. Those are things you need to consider as you're drafting. And then um, I really want to talk about third round reversal. It won't take long to talk about, but I don't know how many people have played in a league like that. So Scott Fishbowl 11 also had a third round reversal and it, it, Scott's trying to make it more popular because his data shows that it makes it a little more fair especially in a super flex league um, with a 12 team format what a third round reversal is is basically the third round mimics the second round so your 101 has the first pick they have the last pick of the second round so that's a 212 they also have the last pick of the third round the 312 and then it goes back to normal where they have the first pick of the the, uh, fourth round so your first round is normal your second round is normal and then your third round mimics your second round so it, you want to think about that when you are drafting where 
when I'm at the end of the second round, I don't get to pick right away again. I have to wait all throughout the whole third round again. So something to think about as you're looking at your draft picks. It does make a difference. And again, the goal is just to kind of balance the value of all the picks out. Um, So it's not a bad thing. It's just something you need to plan for. No, absolutely. And definitely, uh, definitely changes the strategy significantly if you're drafting early or at the end. If you're smack in the middle, that 105 to 107, your strategy doesn't really change at all. You have to wait maybe one or two additional picks at most. Yeah, so I picked the 106 last year and got that for the very reason I had never done a third round reversal draft before, and I just wanted to play it safe where I'm right in the middle. So I'm always in the middle. I'm always drafting from the sixth pick or the seventh pick, the entire draft. Mm -hmm. And then I just found out tonight that I am also the 106 again this year. So again, I enjoy that ability to just kind of play it safe and hopefully avoid any positional runs because I'm right there in the middle. Yeah, you'll be right in the middle of any of those runs. Mm-hmm. And I want to just, we talked about it before, but again, if you're drafting on sleeper, you have to start one kicker. So you don't want to wait until the very, or I would wait until the very end of the draft, like the last probably four or five rounds is when I'd be looking at it. And you can also utilize the waiver wire because kicker scoring can be so volatile from season to season. So even though the kicker scoring is very helpful, you don't know what kicker is going to be really good this year, no matter what you think. So Young Wei Koo was great two years ago. He was drafted way too high in Scott Fishbowl 11 last year because it was the first time we had a kickers. And he, I think he was around what kicker 15, I think if I remember correctly, like yeah. he was not anywhere near that value that people were drafting him at. So I'm not saying that like Evan McPherson can't be great again this year, but we just don't know. There might even be some kicker battles that we don't even realize are going to happen during training camp. And some of these kickers might not even be their starter. So if you're in sleeper, you got to take a kicker, at least one probably, if not a couple, um, or you can wait for the waiver wire. If you're not drafting on sleeper, it's MFL. You can have four flex spots. Again, you may want a couple kickers because they just kind of stabilize your team a little bit if you're getting to the the real depths of just <laughs> you're scraping the barrel there at the end. But um, mm-hmm. just know that you don't really want to reach for a kicker, no matter what scoring, no matter what yeah. league you're in, um, because you just don't know who's going to be that top scoring kicker. So they are valuable, just don't overvalue them. And then I wanted to get into MFL a little bit. So that's the drafting platform that a lot of leagues are going to use. So we've been talking about Sleeper and MFL. So the live drafts, most of them are on Sleeper. Um, a couple are on MFL. So I'm at in the Orlando live draft. We have two Sleeper divisions and one MFL division. All the slow drafts, as far as I'm aware, are MFL. Um, so that's yeah. the majority of the 250-ish divisions we're doing. Some people have played on MFL a ton. Some have never seen it in their lives. So it is not the most user-friendly um, platform. Interface, yeah. yeah, I'm not trying to bash it anyway because it's very um, flexible, which is why Scott uses it because it can handle so many different leagues on it. It can handle so many different scoring options. Like it, You basically can create whatever kind of league you want on it. Um, but if you've never drafted from it before or mm-hmm. used it before, it can be kind of intimidating. So I just want to give some quick tips. Um, and there's still plenty of videos out there you can search on YouTube if you want to like watch different screens and stuff like that. So basically, the first thing you want to do, in my opinion, is set up your, your notifications, specifically your mobile notifications. So at the top of your screen, there's a tab that says for owners. Click on that. Then you're going to select franchise setup from the drop down menu. Then you can add your email address. 
do not change your franchise name. Scott makes this very clear. It's how he pulls the data from everyone to run these leagues. So don't touch your franchise name. Just add in your email address. Then you can select mobile, um, which is on that screen as well. Put in your phone number. Follow the prompts. It'll have you put in like your carrier company, and it'll have you activate your number through MFL. And then that way you can get notifications through your phone as well as your email. So it's really important. And then you go through all those preferences of what you want to be notified for, what you don't. I highly recommend you get notified for like draft picks or at least when you're on the clock so you don't miss anything. Does that all make sense, Alex? Yeah, no, absolutely. Last year was my first year using MFL for any leagues. And there was a little bit of a learning curve early on in the draft for sure. Yep. And then the next one I want to talk about is your draft list. So if you go to four owners tab, same tab we just talked about, and then there's a um, selection in the drop down menu that says my draft list. So you go ahead and click that. This will allow you to import your personal Scott Fishbowl 12 rankings, or you can find someone else's rankings that you trust and import them. I highly recommend you import your own rankings or someone else's rankings because the the player rankings that you're going to see in your draft, if you don't update them, are not based on Scott Fishbowl scoring. So you're going to see some players higher up in the in the queue that you wouldn't you wouldn't plan on taking, and then you might miss some guys that you do want to take. So I highly recommend you go in there before your draft, update it, um, and that way you're you're looking at the best available players for this scoring format. So a lot of people don't do that; it makes it a lot easier for you, in my opinion. Yeah, I didn't didn't know that was that was an option last year. Definitely a few picks, especially in like the rounds like five to seven range. When I'm like, ah, oh, damn, he was still on the board. Can't believe I missed it. Exactly. Now, you do have an eight-hour clock after the first round to draft. Um, so you have plenty of time to make your picks. But yeah. still, like, you get kind of nervous when you're on the clock. And then you realize you missed a guy because you didn't scroll far enough down. Because for whatever reason, this, the default rankings had him buried in the list. Um, so you also can set up pre-draft queues. It's not a requirement. Um, but if you are setting them up... Um, they're only one round at a time. So just because you make a list of 10 players, it's only going to give you a pre-draft for that that specific round you're in. Now, there is a tab where you can just go to the next round and you can even click a button that says to load your previous round queue. And that'll help make it easier for you to update and change from round to round. But just be aware that it only affects the one round that you're doing it for. It does not affect the entire draft. So a lot of people are like, oh, I set up my pre-draft. Why didn't it pick for me? Because you set it up for round six. And then you made your pick around six and it came up to round seven and you didn't have it set up yet. So then you're back on the clock. And then the um, last thing I want to talk about for MFL is the app. So MFL itself is just a desktop. Um, now, technically, you can pull it up through your web browser on your phone, but that's all it is. There are two apps out there that are third party apps. So they're not technically uh, run by MFL but you can still use them and link your MFL account. So there's MFL Mobile 2020. You search that in your Apple store. That's only for Apple devices. And then there's MFL Platinum, which is good for Apple and Android. So MFL Mobile 2020 or MFL Plat Platinum. They run very similarly. It's just kind of the interface that looks a little different. Um, it's, again, just they're six in one hand, half dozen in the other. It's whatever you, you want to use or depending on your your carrier or your type of phone, what you can use. But you just log in with your MFL info. It'll sync up with your account. And then you can go from there. I use the app when I was running on MFL. 
basically the entire time I was doing my draft, setting lineups and doing wafer wires throughout the entire season. Uh, I just wasn't on my desktop very much. And I like the convenience of, oh, something happened. Let me just get on my phone real quick and, and make an adjustment. Yeah, the app was, uh, I used the Platinum during the draft last year. And it did make things a whole lot easier, for sure. Yep. Highly recommend the app. But again, you want to do all that setup that I talked about earlier on the desktop. And then that way, it's way easier to, to mm -hmm. use your app. So that's all the advice I have for Scott Fishbowl. Do you have anything else, Alex? No, pretty much just, just go out there and, and have fun. That's the most important thing. Raising money for a great cause. It's all for fun. Network, meet some new people, make some friends, and just enjoy it. Exactly. Be excited. This is exciting. Uh, even if you're not part of it, be a part of it still in the community where follow people that are on it, like their, their posts, interact with them. Um, maybe you learn some strategy right now to get you ready for next year. Um, but like I said, it, like both of us have said, it's all about the charity. Have fun. Be a positive impact in the community. Um, and also make your picks. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be that person that, that runs out the clock and, and auto drafts. Um, but yeah, otherwise, have fun. Thank you guys for listening to this special edition, if you will. We will be back next week on Thursdays per usual um, with a special guest. And we will be breaking down the AFC South buys or sells for Dynasty. So until then, please make sure you like the video, subscribe to the Triple Play Fantasy channel. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure you're downloading. Leave us a review if you wouldn't mind, five stars preferably. But hey, we'll take whatever. If you are interested in giving us a review, we really appreciate it. Uh, Alex, have a great one. Uh, we'll see you, you too, next man. week. Always a pleasure. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening, guys. And hey, good luck in your Scott Fishbowl because by the time we get on the next episode, the drafts will all have started except for a few live drafts. So good luck out there. Have fun and make some friends.